Let's open our Bibles this morning to Luke chapter number 6 as we continue um, our study through the gospel according to Luke. Luke's chapter number 6 and we're going to read uh, verse number uh, 12. Luke chapter number 6, um, verse number 12. Uh, this morning, and I uh, want to welcome you. I'm glad you're here this morning. Luke chapter number 6, and look at verse number 12 this morning. If you don't have a Bible, um, you can follow along on the screen with us. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. We're going to pause here and just look at this verse this morning. And uh, I believe it's one that's helpful for us. And let's just pray and we're going to uh, talk uh, today. And we're going to see throughout the Gospel of Luke, we're going to hit prayer many times over the next year. And um, I think it's important. The Lord emphasizes it. And in this text, we're going to see um, why it's so important um, that we pray like Jesus. If Jesus needed to pray, man, that's just an awesome thought. It's something we need to pause and we need to think about this morning. Let's pray together and then we'll dive right in. Father, we love you. Lord, I thank you uh, that we do matter to you. And Lord, we thank you that you made yourself uh, lower than the angels to come to this earth, and wrap yourself in flesh, to redeem us and to save us. And Lord, I do pray as we study your word and we talk about prayer this morning, God, I pray that you would help each one of us, Lord, to grow, to learn, Lord, to um, Lord, be people of prayer, to be a church of prayer. God bless everything that's said and done this morning, and we'll be careful uh, to give you the honor, glory, and praise. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. So we talk about prayer this morning. I, first of all, I just want to say this isn't a guilt message. Um, sometimes uh, you can be guilted, uh, you know, when people talk about prayer, Bible reading, and you may not feel like you're as far along as you should be, that type of stuff. That's not what we're trying to do today. I just want to share from Scripture, uh, from this passage, from this verse, there's a lot in this one verse. Um, about Jesus praying. Prayer, I, I, I'm studying a little bit this week about prayer, and over 650 times there are specific prayers that are recorded in the Bible. In the New Testament, in the life of Christ, in the Gospels, of course, that covers kind of his life historically, uh, there's 25 at least different times where we know that Jesus prayed. So it's important. If Jesus prayed, I mean, Jesus, that, that, trini- that part of the Trinity, Jesus Christ himself prayed to the Father. I think, that, man, there, we, we need to pause and kind of look at that a little bit this morning. Some different times that he prayed, and we're going to come back to this text in here in just a minute, simply calling on the Lord. In Genesis chapter number, uh, it's either six or seven, uh, talking about Enoch and Seth. It's the first time that prayer is mentioned and they called upon the name of the Lord. If, ever since the first, uh, first book of the Bible, prayer has been a thing, that communication with God. Jesus prayed first. The first time we find him praying is at his baptism in Luke chapter number 3. In the morning before he began his ministry heading to Galilee in Mark chapter number 1, we find him many times praying after he healed people. He's praying here in our text the night, and this is significant. We're going to come back to this. It was literally the night before he would go make a major decision by calling his 12 apostles or 12 disciples. And he stopped before making that decision. And he prayed all night. It's interesting. He prayed um, before he walked on the water. He gave thanks to the Father before he fed the 5,000. He prayed while healing a deaf and mute man. Again, when he fed the 4,000, he he prayed before that. He prayed uh, before he called uh, Peter. He prayed at the transfiguration. 
He prayed um, before teaching his disciples the Lord Prayer. Remember that? They said, Lord, teach us to pray. Um, And we're going to look at that in just a few weeks. Um, He prayed, uh, let's see here, before he laid hands and praying for little children. He prayed asking the Father to glorify his name. He prayed at the Last Supper or the Lord's Supper. He prayed for himself, his disciples, and all believers just before he headed to that Garden of Gethsemane. Um, In Gethsemane, before his betrayal, he prayed. Um, Right after being nailed to the cross, guess what Jesus did? He prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what we do. Why he was dying on the cross, remember he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Um, His dying breath, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. He prayed a blessing on the bread before he ate it with others after his resurrection. He prayed and he blessed the disciples before his ascension. So this thing of prayer, even for Jesus, I mean, it was an important thing. It was a big part of his life. There was times that are recorded that Jesus prayed both privately and then he prayed publicly. He prayed both in the prayer closet alone. You'll find him, as as we do in our text, he went into a mountain, he separated, he got away, and he prayed. But then there are times that he prayed publicly. Jesus taught people that we should pray uh, believing that God will answer our prayers. Men, praying that God will believe. John R. Rice, the great evangelist of old, said this, prayer is asking and receiving. It's asking and receiving. Matthew 21, verse 22. In all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that ye shall receive them, and ye shall have them. Here's the thing, as we're talk, beginning to talk about prayer, man, we've got to pray believing that God can answer that prayer. If we don't really believe that God can answer it, why would we even pray it in the first place? So we've got to pray with faith, praying that, man, this thing that I'm asking, now we understand that that there's times where what we're praying isn't necessarily his will, and we're going to look at that in a minute, but when we're praying in the will of God, man, we've got to pray believing. Man, when we pray for someone to be healed, I believe that if it is God's will, guess what God can do? Man, he can heal that person. Man, I believe when we go into his presence and we ask him to do something, I believe that he wants too many times and he can do it. There's a passage in Matthew where it talks about how God as our father and, and us as fathers to our children, if our kids ask us uh, for fish, are we going to give them a stick? Some of y'all will. I know some of y'all. Man, if we ask him for, a, for bread, is he going to give us a stone? And, and, you know, our fathers. And Jesus is kind of saying there, how much more does our heavenly father love us than our earthly father? So when we pray and we go to him, man, we need to ask believing that God can answer that prayer. Man, I believe that. I've seen God answer some prayers. Have you? Man, I want to ask believing. God, I believe that you can answer this prayer. He also, so he says, I mean, he teaches that you, the prayer life of Jesus, we've got to have faith when we're praying. But then he also says we need to pray according to the will of God. Now, some prayers, and by the way, uh, uh, the great uh, theologian Garth Brooks, used to, he sang a song called uh, Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. Okay, y'all remember that's a great one. Classic of the faith, all right? But here's the thing. God, an unanswered prayer, God still answered. When we think of answered prayer, we just want yes. Okay? No, last time I checked, is still an answer. Right? There's no an answer. Sometimes it's not God's will. And if you remember, Jesus says, when the disciples asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. And we're going to deep dive into that when we get to Luke chapter number 12. He, it, part of that Lord's prayer, that example, 
is thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We've got to pray according, we've got to pray having faith. We've got to pray according to the will of God. Now, it is not God's will, as we know, for everyone to get healed. Don't you wish it was? It's not always God's will. It's not always God's will uh, to do that thing that we may be asking. So we must pray in the will of the Father. Jesus taught us to pray prayers that are humble prayers. Prayers of humility. Let me read something to you out of Luke chapter number 8. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous. They despised others. Two men went into a temple to pray, the one a Pharisee, the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as a publican. Man, that was pretty bold, crass. That's kind of like jerky, being a jerk, right? Lord, I'm so thankful. Hold on a second. Let me just pause here. If we're not careful, that's how we'll be sometimes. Lord, I'm thankful I'm not like them. That's what, look, notice what he says in this. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much his eyes unto heaven, but smote his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, but he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Here's the thing. We go into God's presence. we got to pray humble prayers. I think sometimes we forget that it's only by God's grace that any of us are anything this morning. And I, you've heard me talk about it before. Like even as Americans, and I'm a proud American, I probably shouldn't be, but the only reason that I'm American isn't because of who I am, but because who he is. Y'all understand that? The only reason we're born here, you didn't make yourself born here. Your mom and daddy did. Mom and daddy, by the way, we need to make that very clear this morning. I know we're getting a little confused. Mom and daddy, but who, whose will was that? It's God's will. God, listen, God allowed you to be born here rather than to be born in some other country. Could you imagine? I mean, do you think about this ever? You know, it's only by God's grace that you and I weren't born like in Iraq. Where we would grow up under a, I mean, where we would be persecuted and probably never even hear the gospel. Something we've got to be, we've got to pray humble prayers. Not, Lord, thank you that I'm not like them. But, Lord, thank you for the grace that you've given me in my life. Thank you for your sovereignty. Thank you for your love for me. That humble prayer. If your religion, and we're going to see this all through Luke, makes you feel superior to someone else, it's not the religion of Jesus, and it's not the religion of the Bible. (laughs) Something we've got to understand. So many Christians, we can be so angry, we can be so prideful, and say, oh, I'm glad I'm not like they are. So, hey, but not for God's grace this morning, we wouldn't be sitting here. For God's grace and his love this morning. Man, when we go into his presence, we need to remember who we are. And without him, none of us are anything. Man, it's, sometimes it's easy to start having that spiritual pride, isn't it? Like, God, I'm thankful I'm not like those losers. Uh-huh. You know, and here's the truth of the matter. Many of us will see somebody do something stupid when they were younger, and they get in trouble, and we're so hard on them and stuff. And the only reason that the only reason we weren't in the same place that they were is because we didn't get caught. <laughs> we have short-term memory sometimes. Man, we we forget. We we like to remember our best days, not our worst days, don't we? 
God, thank you that I'm not like them. You know what Jesus says? No. He, who did he say to that humble publican that said, God, I'm a sinner? Mm, humble prayers. We go into his presence. We got to go in that humble position. Jesus, so Jesus, <laughs> he prayed and taught us to pray prayers of humility. Jesus taught us, I like this one, Jesus taught us to pray and never give up. Maybe you've been praying for something for a long time. You ever had a prayer that felt like that Garth Brooks song? Thank God for an unanswered prayer because it felt like I was never answered. Let me tell you what he said. Let me, this is what he taught in Luke 18.1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men always to pray and not to faint. He was saying you continue praying for that, that need you have. I want to just say this. You never know. You know. And the old timers used to call it praying through. Okay, You continue to pray. You pray through. You just keep on praying. Man, you may have that need in your life this morning, and maybe you've given up on asking God to help you with it. Can I just encourage you to keep praying? Maybe you've been praying for someone. Maybe you have a, a, a loved one that's away from God, and you've been praying for them, and uh, uh, maybe now you're kind of discouraged. God, God's never going to change them. You get to that point, or God can never get a hold of them. I've been there before. Like, you see that person, they just keep making dumb decision after dumb decision after dumb decision. Maybe, maybe it's a, a, an adult child. Maybe it's a spouse that, that you wish would just surrender to the Lord. Maybe it's a friend or a coworker, and you've just stopped praying for them. Can I just tell you this? Continue to pray for them. Continue to pray for them. Man, I remember times when I was away from the Lord and my wife would pray for me and my mom would pray for me. And I, I've told you the stories. I remember I, was, I had a jacked up youth. I was an idiot, okay? And I remember it was so bad. My parents were going on a mission trip uh, to Ireland with my sister and uh, they rented out uh, one of those extended stays so we wouldn't be partying at my house, okay? I'm just telling you that's how it was. And I remember I had to walk to work from there. And I'd be leaving there to go to work. And I remember that song would start playing in my head. And it was the Holy Spirit of God speaking to me. But mom, I, I knew mom was praying for me. And I would hear those words in my hair, that, that old song, somebody's praying for you. Can I just say this to you? You may not feel like your prayers are getting anywhere for that person or for that thing or for whatever. But pr don't faint in it. Man, continue to pray for it. Man, continue to bless it. You never know what God might do. Man, you never know when he might answer that prayer. That's why Sunday mornings even, it's on normal Sundays, I love them because you just never know what God's going to do that day. You never know what prayer is going to be answered. You never know what God, so here's the thing. God, he prayed, Jesus prayed and said, don't faint. Just keep praying for it. Man, keep bringing that petition to him. Keep asking him. Eventually, it might be like your kid. You ever just give in to your kid because they won't shut up? Huh? It's like, would you just stop asking? Yes! You know? I remember when Caitlin was little, and we'd go to Walmart, and we used to go to Target before all that. She, she still goes sometimes. I'm just telling on her right now. She goes to Target. I, won't, I, won't, I ain't spending no money in that place. She'll go. But I remember we'd go into Target or Walmart, and uh, we'd go in there, and, and y'all know what I'm talking about. You try to avoid that toy section at all cost, right? Because, you know, you ain't getting out of there. It's going to be a fist fight, right, before you get out of there with them babies. Man, they're going to want something. or you, Man, and, and these stores are so stupid. They put all that candy right by the registers. It's a, it, am I the only one who went through these battles dragging the babies to the store? But after a while, I mean, they'll ask over and 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 over. And eventually, like, shut up! Yes! Get five of them, okay? 
Get one for later, one for tomorrow. Listen, and I don't know that he's this way, but maybe if we just bug God enough, he might just get tired of hearing about it and answer it, okay? I'm just throwing that out there. It ain't going to hurt anything. He says, pray and faint not. Just keep on praying. Man, just keep on asking. Here, here's a, the next thing. This is a hard one. When we think about Jesus praying, we're going to get to the text. This is all introduction. We literally are going to teach through that verse. But I want you to think about this. Jesus prayed for both his friends, and that's a little easier one, right? And his enemies. He prayed for both his friends and his enemies. Even here in verse number 27 of this same chapter, we're going to look at this in a few weeks, but I say unto you which here love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. I, don't you, I, I dislike the Bible sometimes, I'm just being honest. Bless them that curse you. You know what I want to do to them that curse me? I want to curse them. Don't look at me like you're super spiritual. Somebody gives you the bird riding down the road, it takes the Holy Spirit of God to calm me down. Anybody there? I know how you are. You're same, you're just like me. Get in the flesh for a minute. He says, bless them that curse you, and then pray for them that spitefully use you. He prayed for his friends in Luke chapter 22. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. When thou art coveted, strengthen thy brethren. I mean, Jesus prayed for his friends. Do you pray for your friends? I would dare say this this morning. If you don't pray for your friends, you probably don't pray for your enemies. So maybe that's a good place to start. Praying for your friends. Lifting up, and I just want to ask you a challenge. When's the last time you just lifted up your friends' names to God? Said, God, they're going through some stuff right now. Bless them. When's the last time you just prayed for somebody else to have a good day? Lord, just be with them today. He prayed for his friends and his enemies. Matthew chapter 5, 44, he says this, But I say unto you, love your enemies, and bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That takes a spiritual person. Pray for your enemies. He is our example in prayer. Later in the book, the disciples are going to ask this question. We're going to see it. Lord, teach us to pray. And wouldn't it be awesome to be able to be with Jesus and have Jesus himself teach us to pray. Man, Lord, teach us to pray. Man, he, he, so where we're at in our text is this. Jesus had started his earthly ministry, which we know it only is going to last three and a half years, three years. He'd been baptized on the Jordan River by John the Baptist. He'd been led out into the wilderness by the Spirit, you remember? And he was tempted of Satan. He had displayed in our, the, the early chapters of the book of Luke, he displayed his authority and his deity over the demons. And he had healed that leprous man and that lame man that was lowered through the, wool, the, the roof. He had called Levi, the tax collector, already to follow him. The Pharisees, though, what have they been doing? They've been showing up. They've been attacking him over and over. And here, right after the Pharisees had just been attacking him in town, y'all remember? What does he do? It says in our verse. You got your Bible open? Look at it. Verse, verse 12. In those days, he went out into a mountain to pray. This is amazing. And he continued all night in prayer. He goes into a mountain to pray right after being attacked by the Pharisees and right before he's going to call the 12. Right before he's going to make some decisions, he goes up into the mountain and pray. And I just want to pause there real quick. And Jesus is getting ready. We're going to see it start on it next week to call his apostles. Before he calls them, before... He stops, and I think this is an example for us is making decisions. Before we make big decisions, you know what the wise thing for us to do is? 
to pray about it. How many times, how many times in our lives have we made big decisions? And I want you to think about this. Without stopping and asking for God's help. Anybody else ever made a bad decision? Man, not having wisdom that we should have when making it. You know the verse, James chapter 1, verse number 5, I think is the text. It says this, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not. I don't know about you, but I need his wisdom, man. Like for, my, for your marriage, guess what you need? You need God's wisdom. For raising those babies, my, you need a lot of it. Man, for financially, man, I need his wisdom. For day-to-day relationships, I need his wisdom wisdom. Man, for making big decisions, and I know this sounds crazy, maybe before I sign the dotted line on that loan, or maybe before I purchase that new house, or maybe before I move somewhere without even thinking about spiritual consequences for my family, I need to stop and pray about it. Let me tell you, here's a big one. Single people, before you get married, you might want to ask God, is this the right, is this the right one? Just telling you. I've seen a lot of people make a bad decision, and guess what it ends up doing? Man, it affects them for years. Oh, this is all I want to just encourage you to, man. Just stop. Say, God, I need your help. I need some wisdom on this. Lord, what should I do here? Lord, what should, Lord, would you lead me? Would you confirm for me what you would have me to do? Many times those answers can be found in Scripture. Many times those answers will be found in circumstances, but we need to stop, breathe, and pray. So he goes in this mountain before calling the twelve. He goes up to a mountain and look what he does. He prays all night. Jesus prays for hours. He prays all night. Spurgeon said this about this text. One night alone in prayer might make us new men. Change from poverty of soul to spiritual wealth, from trembling to triumphing. So he goes into this mountain, and he prays all night. He prayed to God the Father. Now, I mean, that would be, some of us praying for five minutes would be a little crazy. Jesus himself prays all night to God. Three things in this text this morning. That I, that I take away from this that just helped me this week. And we're going to, this is part one. When we get back to some other prayer passage, we're going to just keep talking about praying like Jesus and learning how to pray from Jesus. And I, I don't know of a better person to learn from prayer than Jesus. But the first thing that I noticed in this text, what did he do? He went up into a mountain. He'd been surrounded by people. The multitudes were following him. Everywhere he went, there were crowds. And you know what Jesus was doing? He was, number one, he was getting away from distractions, and he was praying. You'll find this over and over in the New Testament. It says this, he went to a certain place, or he went to a mountain. And listen, there were times he did play, pray publicly. That's as we're gathered together right before church this morning. About 8.50 every Sunday morning in the back corner room, there's a group of about 15 men that are praying for you and praying for the service, praying that God does something special. And there's times we need the corporate prayer together like that. But here... He's separating. He's getting away from distractions. And he's praying. I found this in my life. If I don't get away from distractions, I'm probably not going to pray. We live in a noisy world, don't we? Like you've been sitting in church for, uh, what time, for 45 minutes? Did we start at 9? Yeah, I get all crazy on Sunday. I can't remember what time service are. I just do what I'm told. I have no idea. I think we've been in church for 45 minutes. 
If you were to take out your mobile device, you probably already have some notifications. You may have even already checked it since you sat here. And I'll find myself not having to go to a mountain sometimes, but uh, although that's not a bad place. Mountain or the beach, I'm going to the mountain every time. Praise God. I know how some of you jokers are. Y'all would rather go to the beach. Ugh. Get sand everywhere. That's a distraction. You know, no prayer. No, nothing spiritual has happened on a beach. A mountain is where God meets with you. It's biblical. You'll never find Jesus praying on a beach. Huh? Distractions, though, seriously. I'll sit down in my office sometimes, and I have a little prayer book I go through um, with some of your names, stuff you've come to me with, or something we're praying for, and I pray through those. And one of the things that I have to do personally, maybe not go to that mountain, but I have to, I have to go to that mountain of privacy, if you will, and aloneness. And I have to get rid of those distractions, because I'll find myself, too, I'll, I'll be starting to pray, and then something on my screen, either on my phone, or on my iPad, or on my computer, guess what happens? It pops up. It's an email. It's a text message. It's this or that. And I find myself getting distracted from what I'm trying to do at that moment. Man, Jesus had to get away from those distractions so he could spend time with God. Can I just say this? There's times for us that everybody else can wait and we just need to spend time with God. Man, there's times we just need to put that do not disturb on. Get away. Listen to him. Sometimes I hear people say this, oh, I never hear from God. Two things. If you're not praying and you're not in the Word, you're not going to hear from God. Okay? That's how we hear from him. Through his Word and through our prayer. That's communication. He goes up into a mountain, away from crowds, away from multitudes, away from Pharisees, away from the problems. And just spends time with the Father. I love this verse, and we're going to come back to this chapter if we have time. But in, in Psalm 91, the, the 91st Psalm, I love verse 1. This is a good one. If you write in your Bibles, highlight, go find this verse and highlight this one. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, I love this, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The whole chapter talks about going to that secret place with God and how when we go into that secret place with God, we have His protection. It's awesome to think about. Man, I've got to go into that secret place. Man, that place where no one else is. That place that no one else has ever experienced with me. That secret place where it's just me and it's just God. It's just me and it's just God. I, I saw a, a meme yesterday that said something along the lines of religion is a man uh, sitting in church and taking, t thinking about fishing and a relationship is big, fishing and thinking about G God. Is everybody tracking me on there? That's the difference. Man, getting away, getting alone, just talking to him with just you and him, having a conversation, an intimate conversation with God, you in that secret place. Can I just ask you, so if you don't have a secret place, if you don't have a place you go when you really need to talk to God, get one. Get one. Man, I know people that'll, maybe it's their office. I, I literally have friends that literally have a closet that they got. They take it literally, man, prayer closet. Looking around, clothes hanging everywhere, talking to God. One of the things I used to do, I had a closet in my office in Baltimore, and I would set up a chair sometimes in there. Because sometimes for me, when I talk to God, it kind of feels intangible. Y'all know what I mean by that? Am I the only one that's ever felt that way? Like, you're, you're saying words, and it's almost like you're not talking to a person. Is it okay if I'm honest? There's been times like that. So I would almost pretend like God was just sitting right there because he was. I didn't have to pretend. You see how our minds automatically think? And I would just talk to him. Just tell him. Lord, I'm going through some stuff, and I don't like it right now. 
Aren't you thankful when we talk to him, he always hears us? Aren't you thankful? So here's the thing. Get away from distractions. Get alone. Whatever that looks like for you. Some of you, it might be, man, one of the things that I find myself doing, especially when it's nice, is walking around the property. Man, if I need to go pray about something, I just need to talk to him. Go, that's where walking with God comes from. Just go for a walk. Just you and him. Just talk to him. Maybe uh, riding down the road. Now, I don't suggest you close your eyes. But go down the road, maybe. You ever, maybe a song comes on the radio that just, man, it just ministers to you. I'll find myself sometimes, man, uh, going, just beginning to talk to God through that song. And like, man, when, it remind, when I'm reminded of something. Man, there's been times I've been in a red light before weeping with hands lifted. And I'm shouting like a Comanche Indian in there and it's crazy. And I look over and there's a bunch of kids going, you know. But when's the, can I just ask you, when's the last time you just got in that secret place and just got lost in his presence and his goodness and his love and his grace under his shadow? Man, that's a good place to be. Get away from distractions and just pray. Go up into that mountain and pray. Man, go on that mountain. Talk to the Lord. Secondly, I noticed this about Jesus' prayer life in this one verse. Be deliberate and dedicated to praying. Jesus, how long did he pray? This wasn't one of them rub-a-dub-dub, thank you for the grub prayers. Huh? That's how some of, some of us, the only time we pray is right before we eat and it's something quick and we're just trying to get out of the way so we can get to the food. I've been there. I'm ready to eat right now. <laughs> but when's the last time you just stopped? He prayed all night. And I'm not saying that'd be why. I mean, and I've been in some all-night prayer meetings before. I'm just telling you. I mean, there's been some times I've seen God. I remember when we were some college kids. This is years ago. Man, we were praying. We were seeing revival. I'm some awesome stuff. Some of us would be, maybe don't need to pray all night, but some of us might just need to start praying for five minutes. Just set a goal, Lord, if I could just talk to you for five minutes today. I mean, that would be awesome for some of us. Some of us that are already praying for five, maybe we say, you know what? Maybe I just need to give this to God. Maybe pray a little. Maybe I just need to sep- maybe I need to just select 30 minutes a day just to talk to God. Maybe separate this. Well, 30 minutes is a long time. What do I pray for? Maybe start 15 in the morning and 15 in the evening. All I'm saying is this. You've got to be deliberate about it. You've got to be dedicated. Jesus over and over again. You'll, you'll find him praying. We'll, we'll see him praying in a few weeks. And every, uh, It's kind of like me preaching. The disciples fall asleep. We pray all night. I mean, when we have a great need, I don't think that's a bad thing to do. Be dedicated. Be deliberate. Take, if you have a huge need in your life, maybe take more time than the normal. I wonder if God, and I don't know, but I wonder if God says, man, they're serious about this thing. I do know it says this, and some, some this kind only by prayer and fasting. Man, is there certain answers that you really need? I would just encourage you, man, go into his presence and maybe give it to him a little bit longer than you usually do. Say, God, just be honest with him. Just talk to him about it. I need you to answer this prayer. Like I mentioned earlier, just that bugging him. I don't think it is bugging him. I think he likes hearing from you. I think he likes it when you pick up the phone and call. I think he likes it when you send that text message to him. Are you deliberate about it? Do you have a time? Do you have a secret place? Two things to think about. Maybe write those, those down. Time and a secret place. I need to have a time and I need to have a secret place. I need to have a time and I need to have a secret place. He prayed here all night. There's times where he did pray short prayers. Nothing wrong with that. But there's times where he prayed long prayers. First uh, Thessalonians 5.17, you know the verse. Paul said it. Pray without what? Pray without ceasing. Should be part of our life. The request you have, be consistently praying for God to answer it. Philippians 4 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything, 
Everything it says. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Everything. By prayer and supplication. I like how it starts with thanksgiving. If you're struggling praying, here, I can help you real fast. One of the things when I'm down a little bit, anybody else ever get a little down? Getting a little, I preached Thursday night on a sermon I used to preach here a lot called Fighting Through the Funk. You get in that funk. You know what I have to do when I start getting a little funk? It's that, Thanksgiving. God sure has been good to us. We have short-term memories a lot of times, don't we? When I start feeling a little bit down or feel like, feel like you know, nobody loves me. You've heard me say it already. There's, your pity parties are not well attended. You're the only one that shows up usually. Listen, when I start having that pity party for myself, oh, nobody appreciates me. Nobody loves me. You know what I have to do? I have to go back and just think about the goodness of God for just a minute. Man, he's been so good to me. Man, he's been so good to me. You remember that some of those answered prayers back in the day? Man, he's given us more than we deserve. If you're sitting here this morning, y'all listen to me, you listen well. If you're sitting here in a free country, able to do this, able to go have lunch somewhere, either at home or at a restaurant after this church, y'all listen to me. God sure has been good to you. If you've got shoes on your feet, God's been good to you. If you don't have shoes on your feet, for my West Virginia brothers. <laughs> Is that, was that John Parks all the way in the back, wake up back there? I don't know who that was. God, was it Ray? Oh, I forget. That's right. Sanctification at work. You have shoes on today, don't you, Ray? <laughs> Listen, God's been good to you. If we can laugh like this, think about that. It's a joyful thing to come together, isn't it? To laugh and have a good time. God sure begin to us. How about this one? If all he's ever done, lean in. If all he's ever done is save your sorry soul. Save mine. Man, he's sure been good to me. Man, it's easy when I start thanking him for his goodness in my life. Man, I remember those times where we prayed, man, and, and we've seen God come through, and we've seen God do something, and we've seen God answer prayer, and we've seen God work, and we've seen God love on us, and we've seen God when we didn't feel there was any way, and he made a way. Man, we didn't know how we were going to go another day, but that calm assurance that only comes from the Holy Spirit through the prayers. Is, is everybody you know what I'm talking about? When you didn't know how you're going to make it through that situation back in the day, but he gave you grace. When you didn't know how you're going to make it through that funeral service, but he gave somebody better help me preach this morning. He gave you grace. Well, you didn't know how you're going to make it after you got that phone call, but he gave you grace to get through it. That disappointment, yet he gave you grace. Hey, that financial problem, yet he gave you grace. Hey, that problem when you didn't know if things would if you'd ever you ever been in a valley and never felt like you were going to get out of there. Oh, I remember the times walking through the valley day after day and it felt like I'd never get up that mountain it felt like I'd never get out of there it felt like I couldn't but oh my goodness it was right on time every single time and just when you th thought you couldn't take another step you go into that prayer closet and he gives you a little strength and you begin to climb up that mountain and the next thing you know you're on the top again see we forget sometimes don't we man we forget how good he's been to us. When I need to pray, I need to just go with prayer and thanksgiving. And I need to be dedicated to. And this is the reason. This is the whole reason. Here's the message. All that's introduction. Thirdly, i got to remember who I'm praying to. I ain't praying to some genie in a bottle. I'm not praying to some dead God. I'm calling out to the creator 
of the universe. The one who stepped out on nothing and said, let there be light, and there was light. Hey, I'm listen, when I call out, I'm praying not only on the Creator. Listen, I, I'm praying to the Father. I love Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Jeremiah 29, 12. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. I just want to say this this morning, and we're done. When we pray, just like the Father listened to the Son, because of the Son, the Father, oh my goodness, the Father listens to us. When you call out to Him, church, listen to me. He hears you. He knows what you're going through. He is touched with the feelings of your infirmities. When you get ready to vent, and when you ever seem to vent to somebody, to God he'll listen and he can actually help you with that problem when you pray you're praying to the faithful creator when you are praying you're, listen, we're done. you're praying to the faithful giving father this is how much he loves you this morning for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the God. That's my God. Hey, that's the God we're praying to. Powerful, omnipotent, omniscient. Listen, that's the God this morning that we worship. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Let's stand on our feet. Altar's open if you need a place to pray this morning. Mass will sing. Some counselors down front if you need prayer. If you need help.